0: Get more confidence, dates, and sex. Build the relationships and lifestyles you really want. DatingSkillsReview.com presents a training program for dating with different world-class experts in every single episode. Teaching you the secrets to their skills and success. Dating Skills Podcast, the podcast for men.
1: This is Angel Donovan, back with another episode of Dating Skills Podcast. This is episode 44, and this week we're going to focus on the role of sex in relationships. We've talked about sex before, but we haven't gone deep into what its impact is on a long-term relationship that you want to stay healthy and you want to make the most of. So we're going to be looking today at things like how it contributes to relationships, How sex in the bedroom affects behavior outside of the bedroom and what kind of signals you should be looking for. What damage does bad or lazy or low-effort sex do to relationships? Are you settling for a much more limited experience of sex than you should be? Practical tips on how to use sex to improve your relationship and make sure that it lasts and is a healthy relationship for the long term. So this is all looking at the relationship side and impacts of sex and working through sex with practical tips about sex that can improve your relationship. And to talk about this subject today, this is we're going to have a guy on today that I have been trying to chase down for a while. And the reason is that when we reviewed his course earlier this year, right at the start of this year, called The Female Orgasm Blueprint, we decided that it was the best sexual skills course that we had found to date. So it is still there, it is still at number one for sexual skills. Um, So it Given how many courses we've now reviewed, you'll have seen how many reviews we've done. It's really saying something if it's at the top of our list and it's staying there. It's no easy feat. And the guy behind this course is the man from Orgasm Arts. His name is Jason Julius. And Jason Julius is really a relationship man, and around 75% of his clients, men mostly, uh, are in relationships themselves. They're either married or they're in long-term relationships, and they're using his courses and his advice and his consulting uh, to improve their relationships and their sex lives. So he was really the perfect guy to talk about this aspect of sex and get deep into that and uh, also because, you know, in his personal life, he's he's a lot more relationship focused than some of the other people we have on his show. As usual, to get the transcript of the interview and links to anything we mention on the show, all you need to do is go to com slash DSP44. That's for episode 44. Let's get into this interview. Hey, Jason, it's great to have you on Dating Skills Podcast this week. How are you doing? I'm doing great,
0: man. Thanks for having me.
1: No, it's great to have you here. Like We wanted to get you on the show for a while, so really glad that we could connect and get this all sorted out. So to jump into the interview, uh, first of all, I'd like to give everyone a really good idea of you know where you're at in your life and, and what you're doing with dating, sex, and relationships. So you know, where do you
0: live, hang out these days? Well, what's, your, what's your lifestyle like? I reside in sunny San Diego, Southern California. I absolutely love it. I actually yeah. grew up in the Midwest, so this is absolutely amazing to me. I've lived here for about five years now. I used to live in Las Vegas before this. And uh, yeah, just love it here. Weather's great, man. Lifestyle, pretty relaxed. That's what I love. I'm, pretty, I'm a pretty relaxed, chill kind of guy. I can't complain about the women here. So the, <laughs> you know, going down to the beach, or, you get such a variety of people that visit this city that you meet right. exotic women from all over the world. Yeah, that's amazing.
1: I and mean, there's a lot to be said for the beach environment. You know, I'm, I'm on the beach here in Mexico and people come on day here. It's great to go down to the beach and just watch lots of beautiful bodies running past. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so how old are you, man? I'm 32. Great, great. And have you been in a lot of relationships? What's kind of your, like your, you know, your relationship
0: lifestyle? Do you have like short relationships, long relationships? Uh, what's the longest relationship you've had? Longest relationship I've had is about a year and a half, to be honest. Okay. And I am i wouldn't say that I'm the, the typical pickup artist or anything like that where I pick up tons of women. You know, I've probably slept with more women than most of the, your average guys. But at the same time, I, I get a lot more fulfillment out of creating a really great sex life mm. with a woman that I connect with. I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of guys spend enough time being choosy enough to find a woman that they connect with sexually. Instead, mm. they try to make it work with one that they think is so hot on the outside, but maybe they don't connect with on a deeper level than that. So right now I'm actually single and I love it because more than ever, more than when I was in my my 20s, I'm I'm more particular about the type of woman I meet. What that allows you to do is you walk up, you talk to a girl, and it's not like you have any expectations, even if she's really hot, because you get the chance to figure out who she is before you get all anxious about whether or not it's going to happen for you. So I think that helps a lot. I mean, I think it helps to be the choosy type of a guy.
1: Totally. You know, I think I think it leads to much more satisfactory, satisfactory life. And it's kind of an evolution, right? I think a lot of guys who first get into this, it's not what they focus on, but eventually it becomes a bigger focus and they get happier and, and more satisfied with, with all of this as as they do that. But yeah, it's definitely where, not where most people start. Uh, when you say you're single, what, what, what does that kind of mean? Do you, uh, Are you kind of seeing uh, like friends with benefits? Uh, like, so you've kind of got these like uh, casual
0: relationships or, you know, do you meet girls from time to time? For me, right, you know, right now, it's not one particular girl. I'm actually enjoying being single because I'm really going to work on myself for great purposes. And I think that's something that a lot of guys don't do is go to work on themselves, their fitness, their business, their wealth, and improving themselves in all areas. And what I find is, is that I really get to know myself a lot more if I go through these periods of time where, you know, maybe I'm just not as focused on picking up women. And then that stuff kind of just starts to take care of itself. Coming from a place of 10 years ago or so, you know, I had a lot of anxieties around sex. Um, I got into the whole pick up dating type stuff and I loved the idea of going out and meeting women and knowing what to say and all those kinds of things but as you progress on you realize that the more you work on yourself the more you don't have to worry about those types of things so I'm not concerned about do I have a friends with benefit because that could you know possibly happen tomorrow that's more organic but right now I I absolutely love going through these periods of times where I'm just really focused on particular things like my work or creating products that I that I create. Right. And I totally get you and you know I I've actually done exactly the same
1: thing my, myself, you know, I go through phases where I, I want to be more alone and I'm doing, you know, building business or you know, I'm I'm pursuing some other other goals and like you say it's kind of like investment in yourself and you know you get a lot out of those periods of your life as well and and then, you know, you go through another phase when uh, you're either seeing more girls or, you know, or you're getting more and putting more into a relationship. So, you know, I can really connect with what, what you're doing there.
0: Yeah, it's kind of and like going off balance. I mean, sometimes I know I've been guilty when I am seeing a woman that I really care about, I may neglect other areas of my life. And I like to build those areas up while that's a focus for me mm. so that when I do have a woman that I... Particularly connect to. You can wake up in the morning and have sex all day, and not worry about working and things like that. You know, so sometimes you just go off balance, so you can enjoy the other times. So, how many women have you slept with? You said you said you slept with a fair number. How many has it been for your lifetime? I honestly have no idea. I don't really keep track. But okay, okay. Um, yeah, I, I would say probably around forty. Um, I'm not a numbers kind of a guy. Like I said, I went through stages in my twenties where it was like, yay, I'm go- out going out to the clubs and. Mm -hmm. meeting women. I really like having something deeper than that these days, just because it's more fulfilling and sex just becomes something on another level. Right. Totally. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So um, I'm looking forward to getting into that discussion.
1: And just before we move on to that, how has your dating, you know, sex and relationships lifestyle kind of changed over the last uh, five or ten years that you've been kind of studying this and changing, you know, aspects of this for yourself?
0: That's a good question. I mean, it's kind of what I was alluding to earlier. I think it's mm. more about just becoming a guy of of, of high value and mm-hmm. worrying less. It seems to be something that maybe comes with experience and age that yeah. uh, you start to worry less about what you're going to say. You start to have enough reference points in your own brain that this cute girl you're going to go talk to probably has her own insecurities. She probably has her own hangups. So don't get too caught up in any kind of outcome. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of allows you to relax when you're kind of just really into what you do. You know, maybe it's running your business. Maybe you're really into your fitness. Maybe you're learning multiple languages, maybe you give back to charities and you're involved with that kind of stuff. When that preoccupies most of your being and who you are, you organically sort of come off as somebody who's interesting, whereas pickup lines and things of that nature sort of make up for the fact that you haven't gone to work on yourself and become that kind of guy, which is totally fine because I get that. I was totally into that kind of stuff Mm. maybe eight to 10 years ago. And I think it kind of helps you build some confidence for yourself, particularly Mm -hmm. if you're not somebody who's really a social person that likes to go out a lot. So it kind of helps you to relax knowing some stuff, but ultimately it's about becoming organic. And maybe that's a little bit cliche in the dating world, but it's kind of actually the ultimate goal is to not have to think, not have to concern yourself with what are you doing? What are you saying? Or how the pickup is going? So to speak, you have more choice when you, can just come off as a guy who has his shit together and has some interesting stuff going on other than Mm. trying to meet her and bring her back to your home and have sex with her.
1: Yeah, yeah. So while you were saying that, I was thinking of kind of like a way to describe that whole thing. And it's kind of like you're engaging with your life, right? We hear kind of like a lot of things about, you know, being passionate in your life is a good thing, but it's kind of like you're investing and you're being engaged with your own life. And if you're not doing that, you're not really living. I think, you know, women and men pick up on that is that a decent way of
0: looking at it? Is that a way you'd look at it? Absolutely. I think women are attracted to men who love to grow, men who love to dominate, men who believe in themselves. I was watching a video on YouTube the other day. It was, it was P. Diddy. It was like an old video, but it was funny because he was just absolutely convinced that he's the baddest motherfucker alive. <laughs> and he there's just no question in his mind that's how he's been able to do all the things in his life is he absolutely believes he's the baddest motherfucker alive. When you start you know, getting into dating and stuff like that, if you don't have a lot going on or maybe you're just on your way up, you may not have a lot to show for it. But if you are convinced yourself that you're on your way there and you're the baddest motherfucker alive... Mm. It, it just kind of radiates from you. And I really believe that as you actually have more experience, you get more competence as to what's going on, and that builds the confidence that comes off naturally.
1: Well, let's let's dive into the topic of today, which is the role of uh, sex in relationships. You know, so you've already been talking how like you really enjoy uh, relationships and I know your courses in general are, are more focused on getting the most out of sex in relationships so what is it about giving a girl good sex in relationships that, that is important what is it that it tra- you know translates to a better quality of the relationship or? you know, prevents it from becoming a negative relationship.
0: Really, we're the most hypersexual species on this earth. And Mm -hmm. to underestimate a woman's sexuality is a huge mistake. Women Mm. are just as sexual as men and they enjoy sex. You know, they want to get fucked by a guy that they desire. Being able to be competent in that area allows you to give her a level of orgasm that she might not be even aware of that she can even have. Right. What what I mean by that is we kind of like live in this bubble where sexuality is still not talked about all that much. And for women, they're confused on what they're even capable as far as sex goes to begin with. You know, they, mm-hmm. they grow up like a lot of us all do with a lot of shame and things about sex. And so when you take the time... To understand what it means for a woman's mind and body to come together, to be in a full state of desire and feeling desired, being able to get out of her head and and all those things in order to ultimately have a full body orgasm, then you can actually give her a a level of like primal fulfillment that most guys don't do. And I think that's important in a relationship, obviously, because that's your sexual relationship. That's your sexual partner. Being exciting, Mm -hmm. bringing new new stuff, new techniques, so to speak, to the table is important. It makes you unpredictable. On the flip side of that, when you become boring in the bedroom, which is what a lot of guys do. A lot of guys just think, You stick it in and out and women are just supposed to have an orgasm. There was never any sexual role models. I know myself, I didn't have any sexual role models. Everybody's so quiet about sex. And so we're left to our own judgments about what that means. And a lot of times guys will look to things like pornography. They'll see the upper 1% of guys with huge dicks and think that their dick is tiny and that they'll never be able to give a woman an orgasm and they're inferior with their masculinity, all those things start to really fuck a guy up. Not to mention when you're 15, 16 years old, you're going through puberty and you have all these, you're probably at the horniest time in your life. And nobody's talking to you about that. Women just seem like this elusive thing that isn't going to happen for you. So you start to, again, make all kinds of judgments about what that means. But in healthy sexual relationship, each partner can really be themselves sexually and let out their inner desires and not feel shameful about it. But in a lot of those relationships where the guy's really unaware of her sexuality, what she's capable of, is mainly just concerned about getting his orgasm out, it becomes really boring for her. Even if she doesn't know she's capable of full-body orgasms, something inside of her is going to just start to get really frustrated so when she's not getting that fulfillment in the bedroom, a lot of times that frustration will come out in the relationship. She'll have a short fuse and she might not even know why. She might become like irritable and dismissive and things like that. And she may even start to like lose trust. So she may like not even like trust and respect you. It's not really happening on a conscious level. It's just something inside of her is telling her that there's something more and she's not getting it. When she starts to doubt Your competence in the bedroom, she'll doubt you in other areas of your life. And that's where women really find you desirable and attractive is when you are competent in life, you know what you're doing, you move in a way that you dictate reality. Reality is not dictated to you. When you show up wimpy in the bedroom, that starts to ring some bells in her brain that something's kind of not right. And she starts to lose attraction. And that's why you see so many relationships start to head downhill that never really had to. I mean, those are two people that at one point probably had somewhat of a exciting sexual relationship. Then that fizzles out because there was no conscious effort to actually keep that up. That's the big missing piece in terms of like long-term. I, I have so many clients that email me and they're like, oh my God, I've been married for you know, 15 years and I didn't know my wife could have an orgasm like this. We are having orgasms in our you know, 40s and 50s, unlike anything we've had. And prior to this, it's so exciting. It reawakens a part of her that's been dormant for pretty much forever. There's just a deeper level of fulfillment and connection that comes from that. I always say it's not really about necessarily orgasms. It's actually part of your masculinity to actually know a woman's body and be able to be masterful of creating an orgasmic experience. It transcends into so much of your life, you know, gives you confidence and really transfers over to your wealth creation, your influence and things of that nature. I actually just uh, saw an article by a, I can't remember what site it was on, but it was actually about Steve Jobs's Uh, former lover was talking about what a great lover he was. And you look at someone like Steve Jobs, what a influential, powerful guy he is. I think that sometimes those things go hand in hand. The guys who create power, who are powerful guys are also typically very competent and confident in themselves in the bedroom. Man, you touched on so many uh, different topics there. Let, let me. Um, yeah, no, I know. I have
1: a habit of rattling off
0: stuff at one time.
1: Lots of great stuff. Luckily, I'm taking notes, so I'm gonna cross back at, sure. on a bunch of those because you know I think I think it's worth talking about more of them. The first part is you know talking about like how I think men aren't aware of you know what they should be aiming for. You know, um, they're given kind of very bad role models. Uh, you know, you were talking about the porn industry, and if you look at movies and, you know, whatever, potentially what they heard from their parents, but most, most guys don't hear much from their parents. And also their friends as they're growing up, even into their uh, 20s and 30s. A lot of men don't talk, we we don't talk authentically with each other uh, when, when, when we're younger. And, um, you know, I think once you get into this, this kind of area of study and self-development stuff, you learn to do that better. But I think for the majority of men out there, they don't really talk to each other on a real level. So when they're talking about you know, sexuality and, and stuff, then they're, they're not talking authentically and they're setting the wrong expectations for each other in terms of what sex should be about. And actually, the lower the bar... So I think this is one of the problems you just outlined. There is that you know men don't know what they should be aiming for in in ter- you know in terms of giving a woman a good experience and in terms of having a, you know a great sexual uh, life and how important it is. Is is that does that explain and could you go further into that?
0: Sure, I absolutely. I mean, I myself didn't have very strong sexual role, mo- role models. My parents were pretty much sort of the typical, you know, relationship where they didn't, you know, maybe be a peck on the lips and there was really no spark there. You know, they eventually ended up getting divorced. And you see that in obviously over 50% of relationships. And so there's no passion role models. I actually had a woman client who actually got my program on on female orgasms, which I made for guys. Mm-hmm. And she loved it so much that she actually has put it in a time capsule for her son when when he turns wow. 18 because she said she's never heard it articulated that way. And it's really a shame because most guys don't get the education of what women are capable of. It's not a lot of work to make a woman sexually satisfied when you know what's going on down there. It's just a matter of being, you know, clued into what's what's happening there. Steve Jobs would have... Mm. influential, powerful guy he is, I think that sometimes those things go... They've actually done studies where they you know, put a woman in a in, in machine, scan her brain, and the prefrontal cortex, the thinking part of the brain, actually quiets down. Mm. But for a lot of women, that doesn't quiet down. There's a lot of insecurities around sex. And both guys and girls, we all have them. And when she's able to actually let go and turn that part of her brain off, then something on a whole new level happens. That's an important thing to understand in of itself. But then the other half of that is understanding how to touch her, you know, uh, mm. knowing what's going on down there. Most guys are clueless. I mean, it's, it, you know, you, you look at a vagina and it doesn't come with instructions. You know, it, there's like all these different parts or you know, her clitoris, which is super sensitive. Uh, and then you have porn showing guys flicking their tongue on a woman's clitoris which you should absolutely never do because in most cases it can be overly sensitive and actually be uncomfortable for her. Hmm. Uh, Then on the inside, you know, there's a G spot, uh, you know, a spot, all those kinds of things. It sounds intimidating, but the reality is when you get to know all those things and you understand how to bring a woman into the present and be able to let go, you can actually give her an orgasm before sex even begins and then she is like a thousand times more likely to have another orgasm once you do have sex, then eventually she'll be so conditioned to come with your cock inside of her that you may never have to do that too much again. You know, it's good to take the time to do that, but... It's kind of actually understanding those things that i mean that to me is so outside of what I grew up learning about, mm-hmm. and uh I had so much sexual anxiety when about ten years ago I had a girlfriend she cheated on me, and then after that, I was you know so concerned if it was you know my performance, so to speak, mm-hmm. which kind of led me on the path of like wanting to discover all this stuff. it really opened my eyes that the way we look at sex is so blind that most of us are just shooting in the dark and we don't really have the the competence of, of what's, what's really going on there. And then we're inundated with all these things like, you know, 101 sex positions to be better at sex. Right. Um, when in reality there's only three Sex positions. Yeah, that's one of the
1: worst things. It's all of the, all you know, all the magazines, the men's magazines, and the women's magazines, and all the books you see in the in the shops are all about all of these crazy positions, which is just
0: a huge distraction. Exactly, exactly. I mean, any of those positions. If you know how to aim the head of your penis at the G spot, you're more likely to probably stimulate her to orgasm. But if the whole time she's thinking about how self conscious she is, it's never going to happen. So what's the point of tangling yourself up in the first place? So all that stuff seems to be missing, but it's coming to light a lot more. We have to really look at where we are in context of Mm. history. You know, Kinsey had his book about female sexuality about 70 some years ago, and Mm -hmm. he was condemned by all sorts of groups and pretty much his career was really in question because he actually said women are sexual too. And, you know, that's, that's like only a lifetime, not even a lifetime ago, where people were just so clueless about women and sex that we're just kind of coming out of the dark. Women are learning about their own bodies or learning that they're capable of squirting. They're capable of like these full body, amazing orgasms they are capable of 50 orgasms at a time. Uh, mm. The most I've ever given a, a woman is like 30-some orgasms, but I had a, a woman email in. I think she said she had gone over 50. So it's amazing, you know, and and these are women who have never had an orgasm before. Some of them are in their, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, uh, some in their 60s even, mm. and mm. They're, they're awakening this part of their body. And when you're a guy and you know that you can awaken that part of a woman and you're walking Mm -hmm. down the street and you want to go up and meet a woman and ask her, you know, to hang out with you. Like how much more confidence do you have when you are just totally solid, knowing that you're going to be able to give her an orgasm and you're, you're certain of it because you just know that the formula, the formula of quieting down her mind and touching her in a way that most guys will never touch her. And she will, Look at you like, where have you been my whole life? And right. when you know you can do that, you don't really feel intimidated by other guys either. Yeah, that's, that's, it definitely
1: makes a, a huge difference once you know that in yourself. Somebody, some of the other points you, you went over there um, is like, why, you know, it's, it seems like all it is is about is really making more of an effort the way I kind of see it is that maybe because men, you know, in a relationship, they start focusing more on, on work and stresses and the other things going on in their life, they get a bit too tired and they stop making as much effort in the beginning. But in the beginning, they all weren't really engaging with the experience. They kind of, you know, kind of lazy about it. There's also that, you know, we were just talking about kind of the expectation, but there's also that they're not, then I think they don't realize how much effort they have to put into it to create uh, that, that great experience. Um, and, uh, so I, th- I think it, I
0: think that's part of it as well is, is that, is that one of the ways you think about it? Yeah. Well, the kiss of death is getting comfortable and that's in, in any mm. area of your life, you know, you get too comfortable in your sex life, you know, you, you get comfortable just doing it missionary at night you know, ha- having your mm-hmm. orgasm in about two or three minutes and going to bed because you're just kind of thinking about what you got to do to go to work the next day because you've, right. you know, maybe you have a job that you hate because you ne- you decided to get comfortable in that and not grow. And, you know, all those things kind of add up. It's not a lot of effort to actually continue to chase your woman in a relationship to continue mm-hmm. to be desirable continue. And that really just means continuing to grow as a person. And mm-hmm. when you become, you know, static and you don't grow, you know, your, your health starts to decline. If you don't do anything about it, you know, it's like working out, you start working out, you're kind of excited for the first couple of weeks, but you know, then it becomes a routine, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's time to change that up. It, you know, it's not necessarily about being exciting with your workouts, but a lot of people just quit. They just, yeah, you know, they just become comfortable not working out. Uh, You know, it's just really about continuing to grow and becoming something better than you are today, always, in all areas of your life. As you were saying earlier, it's, if if you're not getting engaged
1: with this experience, so she sees that you're, you know, putting less effort in, you're just kind of like, you know, coming in and then rolling over, and that's kind of your main objective. You were talking earlier about how she starts to lose trust in you, and it, w- when you say that, it kind of becomes obvious because, like, if you're not making an effort, you know, in your, in you, when you're having sex with her, uh, and you don't really seem like you're engaged, because that's what really, really it is, when you're just putting in so little, subtle so effort. Then why should she trust that you're invested and committed in a relationship? And maybe, I guess, she starts to think, well, maybe he's not that interested um, in me, maybe, maybe she gets
0: insecure about it. What do, what do you think about that angle? Well, I think it really comes down to desire. You know, mm-hmm. when you're working on being good 10 years down the road, are you, are you desirable yep. to her? You know, are you a desirable person? And that really kind of becomes important in a woman orgasming. She has to really trust and respect you first of all, And if you're someone who just really doesn't care, you know, rolls over, has a two-minute sex and goes to the shitty job you hate and you're just content in life, there's nothing exciting about that. But when you're somebody Mm -hmm. who's growing, somebody who's passionate, somebody that she finds desirable, she's going to feel desirable herself when you authentically show her that you find her desirable that's a really important point. When you want to make a woman orgasm, when she she will feel desirable in the moments when she is certain that she is desired by a guy that she finds desirable. So you look at her and say, babe, you look so fucking sexy. When you're a guy that she desires and you're saying that to her, oh my God, she can just, just melt and let you take Mm. her. But when she's already had sex with you for 10 years and she knows what's Mm. coming and it's going to be another boring night and you just happen to say those words, it's not going to make her feel desirable that you're just telling her that you find her sexy. It's just not authentic. Mm. And so it really becomes about desire because wouldn't you want her to also be desirable 10 years from now, and women mm-hmm. are so much better about working on this than men. Uh, they keep, you know, right. hopefully keep themselves in great shape. and You know, a lot of them become moms and, you know, and uh, at the same time, they have so much to balance, but they're so good about uh, keeping up on different, you know, chick stuff. And us guys are just like mopey, like, yeah, whatever. I'll just get a <laughs> beer gut and I'll never uh, have to worry about getting a woman again. Cause I have this one I can roll over and have sex with. well, the the evolution of the relationship just becomes static and it falls apart mm. so i mean so how how directly like what kind of things would you see
1: outside of the bedroom in the relationship when when you know the sex isn't working
0: uh, some of the stuff i was saying earlier i mean she'll become more irritable with you more mm. you know inclined to start a fight and you might not know why mm. you know little things might bother her that you're kind of like Whoa, you know, if I would have said that to one of my guy friends, it would have about it. But, you know, here she is just sensitive to it. And she might not know why. And that can stem from her frustration in the bedroom. She doesn't trust and respect you. And it just starts to shine through her actions and how she treats you. And a lot of guys will give women the power in the relationship, just totally Mm -hmm. hand over their power, totally like babe whatever makes you happy and she wants you to step up have some balls and challenge her you know like have some balls and when you when you hand over the power she's like she's gonna she's gonna be inclined to to take it because it's kind of really her only choice but she doesn't want that and so it really starts to come through in her actions towards you and she can become spiteful towards you even even
1: spiteful. It sounds pretty strong, but um,
0: I like. I'm, I'm sure a lot of guys
1: can can definitely relate to the irritability aspect of that. And eventually, some relationships do end very spitefully. And it's interesting to think that you know that might stem from like this, this dynamic of, of of sex and lack of trust and respect. So, what do you think of the the role of respect in sex? You've you've talked about it in a potentially a different way to most guys would think. You know, uh, I think maybe guys are thinking when you talk about respect in, when it comes to sex, they're thinking kind of like dominance and power. How would you describe the role of respect in sex?
0: Um, Yeah, it can mean a lot of different things. I would say her feeling like she's not going to be judged. Um, Hmm. The guy who is comfortable letting out his own sexuality and comfortable with his own turn on, which is her to be then comfortable with herself And that's so important for her to let go and totally just get it outside of her head and just let that thinking part of her brain turn off. Mm -hmm. If, you know, she thinks she's going to be judged or she's just not, hasn't built a level of comfort with you yet, she doesn't know whether or not she can respect you yet. And that may inhibit her from having an orgasm until she feels that trust and respect and really when, when you have a connection with a girl and this is what I'm talking about. Like I really like to meet a woman I really connect with and who I totally vibe with out, outside of the bedroom. It, t- it typically just builds this fun dynamic where a lot of that stuff is just built in. Yeah. And when you just look at her and say, yeah, babe, I, I, I just want you to trust me and I want you to relax. And I want, I want to get to know every part of your body I don't want there to be any ex- any expectations. I want to be inside of you and I want to feel closer to you mm-hmm. than anyone I've ever known in my life. I, w- I want you to just relax and give yourself to me. That coming from a guy that she trusts and respects, again, well, that will make her melt. Don't say that to a girl that you're just having a one-night stand with. But right. you know, with a girl that you're really connecting with, you can really build something from that and that allows her mind to let go and respect is such a big part of that
1: right so you so see your so this is like how to stop her thinking brain from working which you said is key for the orgasm and you know getting engaged in sex what other things can we do to stop her
0: thinking brain engaging um, there's actually a lot of stuff you can do one of the most simple ways to do that is through massage and so mm. you give her a massage and i'm talking about fully nude massage, but you don't necessarily start it off sexual. You know, you Mm. you create an experience for her to just lay down and relax. And again, you can say, babe, I just want you to relax. I just, you know, you've had a tough day or whatever, whatever's going on. And, you know, I just, yeah, I just want to do this for you. And you pull out the grapeseed oil, which is a great massage oil, And proceed to just massage her in a non sexual context, but you're both naked (laughs) and (laughs) allow her to really get very, very deeply relaxed. And there's, uh, you can even go so far as to actually let her get close to falling asleep. It's so non sexual. And the reason that is there's a point right before you fall asleep, it's called threshold consciousness. Uh-huh. And, and it's a point where you're not quite asleep yet, but you're getting there and your your thinking brain turns off. And so you're about to go into like a deeper sleep, but you're, you're still just about to fall asleep. Right. And when you transition from that, she's super relaxed. You've really opened up her endorphin channels by rubbing down her body. And you don't have to be an expert at massage necessarily to do this um it's just more about letting her mind relax and letting her physiology relax but then after say maybe 15 minutes you know maybe you have some music going on in the background you you gradually build that into a sexual context by you know kissing and licking down her back while she's on her stomach and then moving all the way down to her ass gradually, since you already have grapeseed oil on your hands, it's uh, also my preferred lubricant for uh, giving women orgasms. You can actually just transition massage right into touching her G spot, her A spot. But when she starts to tense up her body, because the feeling will be pretty strong, pretty intense, Mm. you instruct her to relax I just want you to relax babe just relax stop what you're doing just let her relax again and then gradually go and coach her to relax and don't let her get out of that you know very deep relaxation I, that is a really really powerful way to get her to orgasm it's not necessarily about the massage itself it's just more about the state that it's putting her into right you know right, she's right. required to be very present and she <laughs> she will love you just for doing that for her. And then if you give her an orgasm after that, you know, you can expect some pretty intense sex after that. <laughs> so to give guys a really clear idea of this, like how long should they be massaging her
1: for to, to get get her relaxed? Or, you know, or should they be paying attention to, you know, signals so she looks like she's literally going to fall asleep?
0: Yeah, I was going to say it might just really depend on The woman, you know, she's someone who's Mm. high high strung and has a hard time relaxing. You might notice during the first five or 10 minutes, she's hardly relaxing and you might have Mm. to keep reminding her to. It helps to have some like really super chill music in the background Mm. and that will help her mind start to relax. A lot of times women don't like the whole focus to be on them. Women Mm. are typically more givers than receivers. So in a lot of ways, what you're doing is you're sort of training her mind to be okay with receiving because in a sexual context, we should both be okay with giving as well as receiving. But a lot of women don't feel comfortable with that. It brings out a lot of insecurities. And again, when she trusts and respects that you're going to guide her and and lead her, Hmm. she'll she'll have a, a lot easier time just relaxing and letting go. I mean, this is fun for her. When you're yeah. that that guy, this is like a dream to her, to have this guy taking control. She's relaxing. There's no expectation, um, because expectation of orgasm is one of the worst ways uh, to go about things, because it will totally inhibit her ability to orgasm. So one mm-hmm. of the one of the fatal mistakes guys will do when they learn like a G spot technique or something like that, they'll be like. Hey, a super cool technique and I'm going to give you a full body orgasm, you know, and she's like, you're going to do what, you know, she, she she has no idea what he's talking about. And suddenly there's all this pressure put on her Mm -hmm. to orgasm. And, you know, what, you know, what we talked about earlier is if she's thinking too much, you know, if that thinking part of her brain is engaged, then her body's not going to do what it wants to do naturally and let go in orgasm. That quieting of the mind is so important, right? And
1: what what I was thinking of, like, because
0: I can definitely see how
1: some women would kind of fight you on it, you know, if, especially if they're kind of stressed. So if they're as far, if they're further away from this relaxation state, they're going to fight you more, you know, when it comes to this massage. You know, I'm sure a lot of the guys can just think about that for them for themselves as well. Like, you know, when they're more stressed, they, in a way, you don't feel like having a a, a massage because. You got too much going on. It's kind of like you don't want to sleep when you've got a lot going on in your head as well. It, it's because you're not in the right state to kind of acknowledge you need it. I, I was thinking about like other ways. Like, would you say you you could sell it to her? Like, how, how would you handle that kind of situation? I'm saying selling is because, like, uh, actually, actually, one of my, my good friends, when, when we used to work together, um, he used to bring up like the massage thing. And I'd be like, you've got a lot of work though, but um, he used to do a very good job of selling it to me uh, in different ways. And we used to end up going to, you know, the massage, massage place and relaxing. And it would be, you know, afterwards I'd be like, "Ah, that's great. We've done this. Right. And, um, and after that point I started, uh, you know, taking girls to the massage place. And in some, in some cases I would have to kind of sell the idea to them, you know, especially if I didn't know them that well. Um, but you know, afterwards they loved it. And of course, you know, as you say, that put them in a, a great state of mind for having great sex afterwards. So, what would you say about these more difficult, like situations where they're more stressed, and and what do you think of the idea of kind of selling selling the concept to them and being kind of a bit
0: more forceful about it? Um, that may just be the moment that she's in. You know, you don't want to go mm-hmm. against the grain if she's like super stressed out and just like get your hands off me. I just I'm just really stressed out right now. Of course, you're not going right. to go against the grain. Right. A big thing too is building anticipation. Uh, you know, like texting her during the day and saying, mm. babe, I can't wait to have my hands all over you. I have something planned tonight and I can't tell you what it is, but I cannot wait to explore every inch of your body. And that might just, you know, set her off like, oh my God, what's he going to do for me and get her all excited. And I don't know a lot of women that get too overly you know, against full body massage, maybe if they're very self-conscious, but most of them will be like, holy shit, no guy has ever done this for me. And Hmm. in most instances, she's probably going to be pretty acceptable of it. Uh, I like that you brought up the fact of actually taking her to go get a massage because if you don't like to give her a massage, I mean, it can help to get her super relaxed. One of my ex-girlfriends from back when I used to live in Las Vegas, um, Hmm. she her and I used to go get couples massages and she absolutely loved them. And I Mm. loved it because then she would be so relaxed. Uh, She would squirt like crazy uh, Mm. all night long and I didn't have to do much work. The the funny thing is, is it might sound like a lot of work to give her a massage, but it's very rare that you do it Mm. and she's one against it. And it's actually very rare that you do it and she doesn't give you one. You know, it's, it's kind of funny that, right. like, you know, she wants to also repay the favor. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you want to be really relaxed for a blowjob mm. and – or if you're self-conscious about being a receiver even, mm. tell, her, tell her to give you a massage. Tell her you're stressed out and just be really relaxed and have her give you that experience where she takes you from massage to blowjob. Mm. And the crazy thing is, like, <laughs> you, you get outside of your head and you get a kind of experience – what I mean by being outside of your head, because mm. being inside your own head fucks up your orgasm too. It's just you're more programmed to mm. ejaculate. Had you know, men not been programmed to ejaculate easier, uh, our species probably would not exist today. So you know, we can still get a boner pretty easily and orgasm. Some guys orgasm too quickly, but you know, it's it's something to ex- experience for yourself because then you right. actually understand what it means to relax and be outside of your head and accept pleasure for yourself
1: right and and you'll get more out of the
0: experience
1: and like as you say you'll you'll experience different things uh when you're in this better mental state because when we relax we get more out of it as well and you know right at the beginning of this we were talking about making more of an effort like a lot of this is just about making the effort it's not complicated it's just you have to make the effort and for a lot of guys it seems like in relationships especially they're not motivated Potentially, some of that is because they're not accessing, you know, this relaxed state, understanding these different dimensions of sex, and there's a lot more reward in it, you know, biologically, emotionally, um, and and so on for it in in that in that. So that's where maybe they're missing out on some of the motivation.
0: They are. And I think a lot of times maybe they're like, if they're so deep into a relationship, 10 years, whatever, and she's maybe not keeping up on herself they're like, why should I? Uh, The fact of the matter is you should go first. She will be inspired Mm. if you start working on yourself, you, you know, start teaching Mm. her things. I mean, there's nothing that, you know, proves to her that you're the leader than to teach her stuff about herself. Part of that could be, you know, teaching her how to eat better. Another part of it could be teaching her how to have a full body orgasm. I mean, how excited is she going to be now about sex when Mm. she can have more orgasms than you do? You know, it's, (laughs) it's, about going first it's about uh chasing her and being able to see her in a new light not stick to the the murky idea that she doesn't want sex or that she is against it she probably wants it just as much as you do it's Mm. just you have to go first
1: like we talked about uh reassuring women during sex which you know also helps them to not be so nervous about it um so that you know you're not she's not being judged Uh, For instance, one of the specific things you brought up, what other ways would you reassure
0: during sex and and why is it important? Uh, That's a really good question because particularly during oral sex, that is a Mm. very vulnerable position for a woman. Uh, Mm -hmm. Us guys, you know, we dive and put our heads down there and don't really... think about what she might be thinking self-consciously. We might, That's vulnerable, man. I mean, you know, you you have your mouth and your lips down in a part of her body that she might be self-conscious about. Hmm. And so just reassuring her how bad you want to taste her as you are working your way down there. Oh, you know, you you taste so fucking good once once you're licking her pussy. Hmm. Tell her, "Oh, babe, you you taste so fucking good. Oh my God, I can't get enough of you. And not even just during that time, but you know, in the text message you send her the next day Mm. say, Oh my God, you tasted so good. I'm, I'm getting a hard, just thinking about it. It's amazing. You know, telling her those kinds of things gets her over that self-consciousness and again, allows her mind to relax.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That very very great point there what other ways could you um in whatever situations do you think it's important to reassure women you know i don't know different positions or you know some of the some of the specific scenarios which which might come up and men might be missing where she needs
0: a bit more reassurance i think it's positive reinforcement i think just as mm. as beings as you know animals so to speak that we are we like to be praised for doing something mm, good mm, mm. if she sucks your dick good tell her what you liked about it Mm. and tell her that she did it good and reinforce that about her or about what she did, because we're more likely to do stuff where we feel good about it than things that we're uncertain about. So if you want to have her give you more blowjobs, make her feel good about it. Be like, babe, you look so sexy with my dick in your mouth she'll want to do it all the time because she's like, oh, yeah, I'm really good at this. And you reap the reward of of more sloppy blowjobs just because she feels good about it. And, you know, maybe she is on top of you riding you in mm-hmm. a certain way. You just say, babe, when you are riding me like that, I, I can't hold myself back. I want to come inside of you so bad when you do that. And she'll be like, yeah, I got him right there. And it's positive reinforcement. It just makes her feel good about it. And she wants to do it more often. And it can alleviate some of her uh, anxieties about her performance because she has them too. It's just about reassuring her in all things. And again, it's just about taking the effort to do that. Sex is so taboo. A lot of couples, it's just like, boom, it happens. Talk about it. You know, it's like maybe it's going to happen again tomorrow night. Uh, mm. make it that that amazing world that, that the two of you share and talk about and get excited about. And then she gets to open up and really share some of her naughty side with you. And that's when you get to really see her for who she is sexually without any of the inhibition and you feel more comfortable being yourself with her too. Yeah, it's, it sounds like,
1: I mean, maybe, maybe a lot of this is due to guys holding back as well. You know, they don't feel like they do feel it's good and, and they're, you know, and they like seeing something, but in a way they're a bit shy or they're just um, holding back because they're, you know, a bit defensive and, you know, obviously like, you know, go, go pretty deep psychologically. You know, it sounds like a good mindset would be, you know, just like whenever you feel good is take the opportunity to communicate that, you know, where it's like actively saying things with, positive reinforcement like that or even uh i don't know what you think about this is like just making noises like you know obviously like you know when you're making noises you you, the girl can tell that you're really enjoying it
0: absolutely i don't know if you've ever noticed this but women are way more vocal during sex than men are Mm. and so yeah yeah, i mean if you actually make a point to actually do it i mean we could really (laughs) dive deep into like the weird nature of of why women are like that. I mean, there's all kinds of speculation as to that's almost supposed to be a call for more men to hear that she's having sex and, you know, have the whole sperm war thing going on. But I mean, women who are uninhibited will scream Mm. and make so much noise and they relate that to their pleasure yeah. I think a lot of guys have a hard time. I do. I mean, I I I'm sometimes I just don't even realize how quiet I am about it and how much more uninhibited right. I could be if I actually mm-hmm. just let go. And that's a scary thing. I mean, it's not even something guys probably really want to admit, but it's kind of a weird thing to like just fully be uninhibited and just moan in and let it let it out. Um, and I think, well, you know, you've obviously uh, you know come across some
1: uh uninhibited Inhibited women, and you know you've you've experienced that. But I just I just think uh, it's worth uh, talking about that a bit more to give guys a clearer idea. Because you know before I got into all of this, you know I guess like the women had been a lot more inhibited than what the ones you know I was with and in my relationships and so on. As I started exploring this, I came across more women which were a lot less uh, inhibited, and. No, at first it's kind of it's kind of scary, and if you're flatmates, they talk about it <laughs> because there's these you know there's this screaming and shouting and you know and and you know and maybe she's like shouting out dirty words like yeah, fuck me harder fuck me harder you know I mean she's really yelling it right and like for for guys who haven't been through that already they might kind of find it's extreme but I like the way you put it it's just like uninhibited and she's really fully enjoying that
0: absolutely there's not a better lesson in the world for a guy who's uncertain about himself in the bedroom than to be with a woman who's sexually confident. I mean, that is the Mm -hmm. best lesson you could have because you have a woman there that vocally shows you when you're doing things right, may even vocally tell you when you're doing things wrong and will teach you things. And that comes down to being choosy. I mean, sometimes we don't think about that enough when we're like just trying to pick up a, a woman, you know, like she might be young and cute And things like that, but she may not be that comfortable with her sexuality and that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, as you build a relationship with her, you have the opportunity to bring that out of her. But a lot of times I love confident women for that fact that they are sexually challenging, they're sexually fresh and they are new. And that in of itself is like a qualification thing right when you're meeting her, you know, how confident is, is she in herself and as you become a guy who really works on yourself all the time and you kind of your head get into so many nonsense points, you really notice little subtleties in women clues, so to speak, that she might be mm-hmm. uh, pretty confident in herself. All women have a high sex drive. They do. Mm-hmm. They, some mm-hmm. of them don't know that they do. Uh, but you can bring that out. And it's just so much more yep. fun when you, she already knows that she does.
1: Right, right. Yeah, and as you say, it will really help to reset kind of your expectations, right, and, and understanding of, you know, what uh, an inhibited woman is so that uh, then you can, like, you know, if you do get, you know, into a relationship with a, a more inhibited girl, you can, like, think, okay, well, I, I should, you know, help her to become less inhibited and to enjoy this more. Because until you've had that kind of reference experience of, you know, how kind of crazy women can get in, in bed, and to put it in in, in one way... Well, I think it's better to just go raw and wild and kind of you know getting getting to their uh their their, their true self. You know, just getting into their spirit when, when they're in it. So you know uh, that reference experience can really help. And I was just thinking as you're talking there that um, there may be you know a bias. Older women may tend to be less inhibited. Uh, it's not always true, but I uh, you know if you if you're dating a twenty-one year old, it's it's more likely that she might need a bit more coaching on on that aspect. What what are your thoughts about that?
0: Oh, exactly. I think women a lot of times until they hit, you know, their upper 20s or 30s, they're not really fully engaged in their sexuality, so to speak. I mean, they, they are, but, you know, they really start to hit their sexual peak in their 30s, and, mm-hmm. you know, they n- are experienced enough to know. Um, hopefully, in generations from now, people are more sexually aware in a healthy way, mm-hmm. you know, to where w- young women understand where those good feelings come from and are totally mm. comfortable with their their sexuality and unapologetic about the fact that they want good sex. It doesn't mean they sleep around. It just means that they want great sex. It's a, it's an enjoyable part of our humanity. But, you know, it just really depends on the the woman because there's so many women that are in their 30s and 40s who are just as locked up sexually as the 21-year-old because there's so much shame yep. and stuff around around sex. So it just really depends on the the woman that you're with.
1: Okay, so man, thanks. We, we you know we've we done a good tour, and you know I am in a few notes as we we're going in, into this, uh, like about other stuff that, that uh, it would have been great to talk about, but you know we've we, we're running out of time here. So I'd like to like uh, hit hit finish off with the question we ask everyone, which is. If a guy wants to improve this aspect of his life as quickly as possible, what would be the top three things you would suggest he works on? What are your top
0: three recommendations for him? I would say top of the list is working on becoming sexually masterful, so to speak, learning a woman's Mm -hmm. body and mind, getting over any issues you might have with your own sexuality, uh, whether that Mm. be anxieties and, and fears around sex, and maybe learning how to last longer, And just overall becoming really confident in your ability in the bedroom, that means nothing to do with your size of your manhood or anything like that. That really is not something that really comes into play too much as far as your sexuality. It's actually about being able to Hmm. be comfortable in who you are, be unapologetic about your own sexuality and just really enjoy giving women orgasms and understanding all the different areas of how to touch her and how to really get her mind into the moment. I would say that'd be on the top of the list. Other than that, I think it's really about going to work on yourself as a guy. And so number two on the list would probably be going to work real hard on building your career or your business or whatever you're into, Mm. make you an interesting person because of your experience. I was at a conference not too long ago where Eben Pagan was speaking. He He's David D'Angelo in the dating world. And he said if, mm. if he was to go back and make another dating product, he said he would probably do it in a way where he would actually teach guys to work on themselves to become that guy mm. instead of trying to have so many different lines and things. It's a little mm. bit longer journey, but you get so much more of a reward. You see a lot of guys 10 years into learning how to pick up women, so to speak. And they still live at their mom's house. They've memorized so many pickup lines that it just flows out of them. Maybe they have a lot of experience and they're good at picking up women, but they don't have the other areas of their life really intact. And inevitably, they, you know, living at home or they just don't really have a passion towards anything else other than picking up women. So going to work on yourself on whatever else you're passionate about. And that doesn't just mean your career. Hmm. That might be, you know, learning Chinese because you really want to help a charitable organization in China or something like that. You know, like it's something you're just so passionate about or something uh, that really moves you. I would say that'd be number two on the list. And number three would be just really maintaining your health. You know, there's a lot of, uh, we could go off for hours about this, but there's a lot of misinformation about health and fitness that is leading so many people to become obese and, and out of shape and all that kind of stuff. You know, for yourself to be healthy sexually in the long term, you really need to know how your body is telling you to, to eat. You have to go through periods of time where you eat properly and, you know, knowing how to work out because lifting weights is such an important part of triggering testosterone especially as you get older learning how to properly lift weights build muscle that's an important part of the puzzle for your long-term sex life and being able to to maintain a, uh, your youthfulness your your stamina so to speak and really kick up your sex drive so knowing all those things are just as important and when you're passionate about knowing that stuff then women mm. are going to really feel that from you and those things really all combine to make you a really intriguing person uh, and a very attractive guy. Those those
1: were excellent points, counterintuitive something, and like a lot, a lot of them were kind of originals, so not not stuff that we've heard before. I know around the. I mean, and the the second one in particular, guys don't think about, and as you say it's a it's a long term thing, and so it's it's kind of tough to get people to start working on that and, and seeing the value in it, but it's it's so true um and everyone who's been working on this for a while will will, will say that um and the third one, I know that you know on, on the third area, that's something that i I deeply believe in you know the the biological aspect that contributes to sex. And um, I know that you've got a course coming up on that pretty soon. Do you want to say a couple
0: of words about that? Uh, Sure, yeah. I mean, it's been sort of my obsession for the last couple of years to Hmm. sort of figure out why do so many guys start to lose their sex drive as they get older? Because it's unfortunate, you know, we don't really hit their peak (laughs) of sexuality until, you know, they're in their like late 30s. How can a guy maintain that sexual drive and energy and all that kind of stuff. So um, I actually created a course called Extreme Sex Drive, all about understanding those variables that allow your sex drive to go up and down, so to speak. So uh, long story short, when you're up until about 25 years old, you get this rush of hormones and you're horny no matter what. Mm -hmm. And after Mm -hmm. that, your sex drive becomes more influenced by what you do. So what you eat, mm. you know, how you work out, you know, that means mm. a lot of people excessively work out and actually works against them because stre- stress hormones yep. will actually kill your sex drive, total minimal stuff, like lifting weights in a certain way. And um, then mm. also mm. most people don't realize that your testosterone is created in your body when you sleep. So getting proper <laughs> sleep and all those kinds of things in rest mm. and different recovery techniques, so to speak. So that's, that's been pretty much my obsession. And I kind of combined it all into a real minimalist approach to what's the minimal amount of stuff that you need to do. And then where you can actually take it to the extreme level is where I talk a little bit about uh, supplementation, but more or less Mm -hmm. uh, just how you can trigger more your own sex drive without really having to do much at all. It's just about lifestyle tweaks.
1: Well, I'm, like, as I said before we start this interview, I'm really glad bringing that course out because, uh, as I said, I've been waiting for that course to come out <laughs> in this market for a while. I've been tampering with that stuff for the last two or three years myself, and it's made a huge difference to my life. You know, really looking forward to check that one out and review it for the guys, and I'm sure it's going to be good stuff. So uh, thanks for this interview today, man. Uh, it's, it's been a great uh, delve into sex and relationships and very insightful.
0: Absolutely. Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> I
1: hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. I, you know, I love looking at how these aspects of our relationships that aren't so obvious sometimes can be so important. So I hope you got some great insights in your relationships or at ways that you can look at past relationships and how they potentially failed and how that was potentially linked to some aspect of sex. So you can do better next time. To get the interview transcript and links to anything we mentioned on the show, go to datingskillsreview.com slash dsp44. And of course, by going to that URL, you also have the opportunity to win some bonus coaching time one-on-one with me for 30 minutes to ask me absolutely anything about any sticking points or anything you need to know to get yourself to the next level in dating, sex and relationships. And it's simply just commenting on today's topic. And we have a specific question for you today, which is... Did you have any aha moments from today's interview? Think about like ways you approach sex in previous relationships that sabotage them or potentially that you are doing today in a relationship you have. Um, so write about that. Let us know uh, any aha moments you had today that may help you as you go future, not making those uh, mistakes and improving your relationships. So get those comments in by Monday, 28th October. That's when I'm gonna pick the winner and to get the 30 minutes of coaching. One more thing to mention today is uh, something about iTunes. You've heard me speak about this before. So one of the reviews we have up on iTunes on our front page uh, is a Two star review this one that was actually done a long time ago I think it was done about a year and a half ago um, it's from a guy called b e maestro and it's called purposely bad questions and I want to ask you guys for feedback on this and to help me figure out if this is true um, because I'm kind of surprised at it and uh, I hope it's not you know I, I hope that we're doing the exact opposite of what he's saying here so uh, I, I wanted to ask you guys about it the reason is because you know it's it's on our front page and it may be Giving a bad impression to people who first go onto iTunes uh, looking for some advice on dating, and they see that on our front page. Uh, I mean, it's next to other five-star reviews, of course, but still, it might make them doubt like the quality of this show. And I, I wouldn't want that. I don't think it reflects our, you know, real reputation or the way you guys tell me uh, about the show. So anyway, here's what he says. Uh, I want you to tell me um, if this is true or not. He says, bad questions because you don't learn very much. He never asks how, so he's talking about me. He asks every question around the few questions you need answered, so it doesn't give away the secret, so he means like the thing you need to know uh, to to change something in your life. And you'll still buy the stuff they're selling. So he thinks, you know, basically this show is all about selling. So I'm really surprised uh, that, you know, he put up this comment and uh, there's always going to be some people who, you know, obviously don't like what you're doing. Um, but I'm kind of surprised it's on the first page. And um, that that would be because some people have voted it up in the past or whatever as a helpful, helpful review. And I can imagine if you fall on this page for the first time and you haven't listened to the show, that's what you might think. So I, w- I don't want to bias you guys here, but could, you know, could you tell me what you think? I want to like a critical feedback on on this point if you have thoughts on it you know uh, you can either email me or write a review on iTunes uh, any you know put any star review and and write some comments relevant to this point or any other negative you know give me the pluses and minuses in, in your review what's good on the show what's bad on the show i really want to make this the best dating sex and relationship show you know i want to make it a tool for people to improve their lives and i want to continue to develop it And I'm constantly thinking of how to make it better. Um, So if, for one thing, if this is something true that you guys think, then I'd like to know because, you know, obviously it's a negative point. I also uh, wanted wanted to mention one thing related to this that, uh, you know, if this is something you're thinking about that uh, you should also put yourself in the shoes of the guys who come on this show because they come on this show and they put a lot of effort into the interviews. And they give away, give away their valuable, you know, tips and advice, and, and it does take effort. Um, and you know, the reason they do that is one to you know help people get to know their business. It's it's a promotion activity, and but most of them also it's because they like doing it. They're passionate about it, and they want to give this stuff away. Of course, in order to do this um, in their lives, they have to you know get. Remunerated for it. If they're spending 100% of their time on it, if it's their career, then they do sell products and coaching and stuff around it. But hopefully use, you know, the idea on this show is to get, you know, some good advice from them, get a really clear idea of who they are. And then if you are interested in learning more from them, you can go and buy their courses and, and their products. But, you know, the idea isn't to keep like specific secrets or do anything, uh, you know, specific like that. You know, um, that's not really the, 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 way, the way any of these guys look at it. And I, and I know because, uh, you know, I talk to them a lot about this. And so I would like you anyway to educate uh, me on how we can get better for you. So you can do that by email or you can write reviews on iTunes and rate us uh, constructively critical feedback. And this is what we really need to get better and to help you more, so I really appreciate all of uh, your help and the and the good you know and the good feedback, but I equally appreciate any negative feedback you want to give or critical feedback which could help me get to the next level and I just want to point out that one the guy uh, I did the coaching for uh, last week um, we actually went on a bit longer because um at the beginning of the session he said oh, by the way, you know, I've taken some notes down about the podcast and I think these could be helpful for you. And I really appreciate that, you know. So I'd just like to say thank you. Um, we spent 15 minutes with him giving some feedback on some things I could improve on the podcast to help all you guys. So, you know, really he's helping you guys at the same time as he's helping me improve the show. So I want to say thank you to him for that. Um, that was great and really appreciated. That's it for today, guys. Thank you for joining the show and looking forward to seeing you next episode. Have a good week.
0: Dating Skills Podcast is brought to you by DatingSkillsReview.com. The number one men's source for dating, sex, and relationships advice. Get the cutting edge advice now and create your ideal dating lifestyle.